Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the Gulf Oil Companies in bringing you the motion picture star's own program, the Gulf Screen Guild Show, with Misha Auer, Billy Burke, Jerry Colonna, Jack Oakey, Betty Jane Rhodes, and Oscar Bradley, and your master of ceremonies for tonight, Roger Pryor. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Welcome to the Gulf Screen Guild Show. Last January, the motion picture writers, directors, and stars joined the Gulf Oil Companies to bring you this weekly radio show for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. We've had a lot of fun putting these shows on, and we hope you've really liked them. Tonight's review, our 19th show, was written by Paul Gerard Smith and directed by Irving Cummings. And now, Gulf's first star for tonight. One of Hollywood's loveliest young singers, star of both screen and radio, Miss Betty Jane Rhodes. <laughs> Betty Jane sets the face of our show as she brings us the current hit, and the angels sing. Sing it, angel. We meet, and the angels sing. The angels sing the sweetest song I ever heard. You see, and the angels sing, or am I breathing music into every word? Suddenly the setting is strange. I can see water and moonlight beaming. Silver waves that break on some undiscovered shore. Then suddenly Long winter nights with the candles gleaming With all your faith that 
Betty Jane, thank you. That was perfectly swell. You bet it was, Betty Jane. Thanks, Roger, and thank you, John Cardi. You know, I'd get a lot of satisfaction if I could only sing like that. But Johnny, it's such a little thing. It's no trouble at all to do. Well, sometimes those little things that are the least trouble to do return the most satisfaction. I don't mean just singing. For instance, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, spend a few minutes at your good golf dealer's while he drains that dirty winter motor oil from your car and refills your crankcase with fresh, clean golf pride. It's no trouble at all, and you'll get a lot of satisfaction out of changing to Gulf Pride because you can be sure that when you get Gulf Pride, you're getting tops in engine protection. You see, Gulf Pride has been made tougher and more durable by the special patented Alclor process. Now, this Alclor process is used in addition to conventional methods. It makes the 100% Pennsylvania crude from which Gulf Pride is made even purer. That's why we suggest that you look for the do-it-now sign outside your good golf dealers, and make your regular spring oil change a change for the better. A change to golf pride, the motor oil that works wonders of lubrication. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the man who made his first stage appearance in He Who Gets Slapped and is still happy, Jack O'Keefe. Thank you, thank you. Listen here, Fryer, you don't have to stand here and tell the people that I'm slap-happy. It's a fabrication, it's a lie, it's a falsehood. Besides, they know it. <laughs> it ain't my fault. You see, I was at an airplane hangar out at the Union Air Terminal, and I walked head first into a propeller that happened to be going. I stood there with the darn thing, slapped my ears back for 15 minutes. Well, why don't you step back? What do you think I am, a quitter? Well, that must have been recently, Jack. Recently? What do you mean? Well, six months ago, you wouldn't fit in an airplane hangar. <laughs> now, tell me, Jack, why did you let yourself get so fat? Well, I couldn't help it, Roger. You see, uh, I didn't even know I was getting fat. Just kind of sneaked up behind me. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I see what you mean. Uh-huh. Not anymore, you don't. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's fine talk, especially coming from my own relative. What do you mean, relative? I'm not related to you. Oh, I don't know about that, Roger, my boy. You know, I was reading through my family records the other night, and uh, it said my Aunt Minnie had a half-wit daughter, and she married prior to that. <laughs> uh, prior, yes. Uh, you know, we'd be blood relations if you had any blood. Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind about me. You're the guy who did the reducing. How'd you manage to lose all your weight? The Welch way. The Welch way. You... <laughs> you mean grape juice? What do you mean grape juice? I welched on the butcher bill. <laughs> that automatically put me on a diet. Well, Jack, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you're broke. Everyone told me you were living in clover. Mm -hmm. That's right. I was eating the stuff, too. <laughs> yes, I had a nice suite in the park, but, you know, I didn't mind. It was a real pleasure to wake up in the morning with the sparrows chirping gaily and a... Oh, those beautiful little birds, those sparrows. Uh, nice eating, too. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Now, wait a minute, Jack. You can't make me believe that. I think you're kidding. Yeah, the sparrows thought so, too. Whoa! Well, what's the matter, Jack? 
Well, what, uh, I ain't sure, but tell me, what is that over there? What? Why, that's Oscar Bradley, our orchestra leader. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was one of them spares come back to haunt me. <laughs> now, relax, Jack. Relax. I'll introduce you to him. Uh, Jack, this is Oscar Bradley. Well, how do you do? Well, how do you do? Oh, little Sir Echo, huh? <laughs> Tell me, Oscar, uh, were you born or did you just drop off a charm bracelet? Why not? Why not so small, Mr. Oakey? Uh-huh. Well, you've got a bump on your head that's bigger than you are. Say, tell me, how'd you get that bump, Oscar? Well, I was playing piggyback with my baby this morning, and I fell off. <laughs> oh, that's very cute. Yes, sir. You know, Oscar, you should have stayed home and sent the bump over. Now, wait a minute, Jack. You underestimate Oscar. That's right, Jack. You know, I was a very famous man with a circus. Did you ever hear of a human cannonball? Cannonball? Yeah. Well, I was the human... BB. <laughs> Oscar, you'd better play your number now, or the men will be tired wearing those glasses you gave them. What's the matter? They need glasses to see the music? No, they need them to see Oscar. Ow. Oscar Bradley and the boys give you their version of Sing a Song of Sunbeams and the title song from Bing Crosby's latest picture, East Side of Heaven. That was great, really swell. Yes, sir, that was terrific, Oscar. Boys, you can take your glasses off now. Now, look, Roger, I got a little thing here I'd like to interest you in. Uh, I just want to prove to you that I was kidding about being broke, see? Uh, you, you see this little ring here? Uh-huh. Well, I paid $4,500 for that little gem. Well, looks like it's worth it. You like it, eh? Yes, I do. I'll let you have it for eight bucks cash. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Jack. You mean you'd sell that ring for eight dollars? For another half a buck, you can have the finger with it. Well, I can't talk to you right now, Jack. It's time for me to welcome an old friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Misha Auer. (laughs) 
Good evening, good evening, my bublichki and my bublichki, Sasha. Or as we say in old Russia, hi, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Screen Guild show, Misha. You know, you look happy. Is it because you're here tonight? Da. You're, uh, you're looking wonderful, too, Misha. You must be feeling all right. Da. Now, wait a minute. What is it you're saying? Da. Da. In Russian, that means yes. You understand? Da. How do you like that? I was speaking Russian when I was three months old and didn't even know it. <laughs> well, if it is my old pal. How are you, Jake? It's Jack, not Jake. I'm looking at you in Russian. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, Miss, it's really, a, it's really a pleasure to see you again. Oh, it's fine to see you too, Jack. And you're looking wonderful. You put on a little weight, uh, didn't you? Put on a little weight, huh? Just a second there, Borshpuss. Borshpuss! <laughs> Borshpuss, take that back. No one can insult the great Misha Auer except uh, MGM or Paramount. <laughs> and he calls me Borshpuss. Now, just a second, Misha. Don't fly off the handle. What handle? No one can address me like that. Why, in Russia, I was a prince. When the servants wanted my father to come to breakfast, they had to call. Oh, most honorable highness, breakfast is ready. And when they wanted my mother, they had to call. Oh, most excellent majesty, breakfast is ready. Ah, uh, tell us, prince, how did they call you? <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, tell me, did they serve you breakfast or throw it at you? Laugh if you will. But they didn't address me that way long. I demanded more respect, and I got it. Really? Then how did they call you? Sir. <laughs> ah, life in Russia was wonderful. Until my father met with an awful accident because of daylight saving. What happened? He forgot to set his time bomb back. <laughs> oh, now that's too bad. Ah, poor Papa. He was so kind and gentle. That was the first time I ever saw him blow up. The next day, I had to escape from Russia, so I left everything behind me and jumped into the Red Sea. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The Red Sea is 2,000 miles from Russia. When I jump, I jump. <laughs> but my troubles were just starting. There I was in the icy water. Whirlpools pulled at me from all sides, but I overcame them. I fought against the unrushing current. Suddenly, a black wall loomed up in front of me, and I was swept towards it. Well, for heaven's sake, man, what did you do? I fam and I fam right over the dam. <laughs> well, well, well. That's really a heartbreaking story, Mister. Yes, indeed. Very quick. Fam and I fam. Well, say, you know, that's really a heartbreaking story, Mister. But you... You ought to have something to remind you of those glorious days. And by a strange coincidence, I happen to have here the very rain that the Tsar wore when he thumbed his way to Moscow. I can let you have it for a very reasonable sum. You mean Monia? What's the matter? The price is right? Nothing would be too much. Why don't you give it to me? You rich man, I'm too rich. Listen, I am adding food in the house for so long that the mites are living with their relatives. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack, because I was figuring on selling you something. Selling? Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, that is too bad. Oh, uh, Roger. Oh, yes, fellas, what is it? Uh, Jack was just showing me this beautiful ring. I want to buy it, but Jack insists that you get first preference. Well, I really don't think I want the ring. Personally, I hope you don't buy it. Take another look. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, do you mind if I take it off your finger, Jack? Well, not at all. Hmm, it's on pretty tight. Here, 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 wait a minute, will you? You'll never get that ring off by sliding it. 
It takes a big jerk to get it off. Okay, you do it. Go ahead, Jake. Take off the ring. Never mind. I'm no dope. I wouldn't buy an old piece of junk like that. Oh, well, listen, Roger. This ring is brand new. Great. An idea is knocking on my head. We'll sell the ring to Billy Burke when she gets here. Well, you can try, boys, but Billy Burke doesn't buy anything but antiques. Look! All of a sudden, the ring age. Okay, boys. You take it over in the corner and let it get a little older. In the meantime, I'll put on blackface, try to do a number that Burt Williams made famous. Oscar, if you please. Great, great moments come to ever man. Some situation where he counts a thing for thing that folks acclaim in the very mention of his name. Now, now the circus laid out down one day. The three Bengal tigers got away. The manager looked right at me. Said he, he has opportunity. Somebody's got to get them cattle. Somebody's got to go. The tiger man, he's a easy-thinking bear. Put on your hat and coat, he says. Not, not a man that brings them back alive. A hero is going to be. Now, that was a wonderful chance for somebody. For somebody else, not me. The two ivory bones with them, with them little ebony dots, they, they often lead the cemetery lot. The game last night they brought on a fight, which ended up with them pistol shots. And I, I was the furthest uh, from the door. The others, uh, they all got there before. A body, a body on the floor lay dead. And through the transom, someone said... Uh, Somebody's got to stay behind. Somebody must remain. And when, when, when the officers arrive, explain how come he ain't alive. Now the man that stays and sees it through games, notoriety. Now that was a wonderful chance for somebody. Somebody else, not me or no. Roger, that was really a swell old number. Uh, just a minute, Roger. Rod, just a second. There, there's, there's a mosquito on your face. Steady now, I'll get him. Ow! I got him. Well, thanks, but the mosquito would have done less damage. Well, maybe that one mosquito would, Rod, but if we let him get away, he'd soon be back with all his friends, and then you'd really be in trouble. You know, this is the time of the year when various insect pests start working in relays to make your life miserable. The moths are getting ready to ruin any winter woolens that might not have been stored away, and the flies are pretty busy, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, to help you destroy these insects, we'd like to remind you of another good Gulf product, Gulf Spray Insect Killer. A Gulf Spray is an extra-strength insect killer that contains as much as 40% more pyrethrum, or killing ingredient. Yet Gulf Spray is so highly refined that it's always pleasant to use. It won't leave a telltale odor, it never spots or stains, and it's so safe you can even spray it around baby's crib. You can get Gulf Spray at your favorite store or good Gulf dealers for only 25 cents a pint. For real protection against insects, be sure you buy extra-strength Gulf Spray Insect Killer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to lead a lamb to slaughter, but a prior never shirks his duty. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Miss Billy Burke. <laughs> Miss Burke, the Screen Guild welcomes you. Oh, thank you. 
That was a beautiful introduction, and it's so nice to see you again, Mr. Gulf. You've, you've got the name wrong, uh, Miss Burke. I'm Roger Pryor. Oh, Roger Pryor. Oh, well, you know, I was in the picture once with a boy named Roger Pryor. Yeah, that was me. Oh, you know him. Yes, yes. I wonder what he's doing now. Yes, so do I. Oh, now look, Miss Burke. Oh, well, don't be so formal, <laughs> Miss Burke, indeed. You might call me Bertie. Or better than that, why don't you call me Esmeralda? Nobody does. Well, what's the matter with Billy? Billy who? Billy Burke. Oh, you know, I, I heard she broke her leg. Poor dear, I hope they don't have to shoot her. <laughs> Look, Miss Burke, you happen to be Billy Burke, and you happen to have a broken leg. Oh, really? How am I doing? Hmm? <laughs> well, you're looking fine, Miss Burke, but it must be quite an inconvenience to have a broken leg. Well, I can't walk downstairs, if that's what you mean. <laughs> but I don't care. It's much more fun sliding down the banisters. And I, I had quite a bit of trouble driving my car over here. It's so hard to handle. Well, I should think so, with a broken leg. Exactly. That's what made it so hard to handle. But I figured it out. I had one hand on the gas and one hand on the clutch, and I signaled the turns with my good leg. <laughs> well, now that's what I call figuring, Billy. But why don't you get a chauffeur? Oh, I have one. His name is Ethelbert. I make him stand on the corners and some when I drive by. I, I like to pick up hitchhikers, but I'm afraid of picking up strangers. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I'm glad and surprised that you got here. Yes, and so am I, Billy. Uh, you know, I have a feeling that you're the perfect customer to buy my ring. Ring? Yes, Billy, we have a beautiful ring that we'd like to stick, uh, sell to you. Oh, oh, why wonderful. Well, I only hope it's better looking than that horrible thing Mr. Opie is wearing. What do you mean, Horrible. Just take a close look at that stone, Billy. Examine the intricate workmanship. Hmm, it's awfully black, isn't it? That's my knuckle. Oh. <laughs> Honey, the ring is two fingers over in the third wrinkle to the right. Why, just look at that rock. Oh, it's a lovely rock. You know, I have a rock garden at home. I putter around in it all the time, but I'm awfully disappointed. I, I just can't understand it. I planted so many rocks and not even a pebble came up. Look. I'm talking about the ring. Do you want to buy it? Yes. Is it a sale or don't we eat again tonight? Well, I don't know. You've shown me so many things. You, you have confused me. Uh, do you want to buy it or don't you? Well, I can't make up my mind. Oh, dear. I wish you hadn't shown me the knuckle first. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sorry the knuckle's not for sale. Listen, I, I need the knuckle seat to knock on doors. Oh, oh, oh well. Oh, it's a beautiful ring, but I couldn't buy anything unless it's an antique. Antique? Why, this ring is a real antique. And besides that, it's genuine. Why, wait till I get it off. I'll show you. Here you are. Look at that inscription on the inside. To Adam with love, Eve. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. But are you sure that Eve really sent Adam this ring? Are we sure? Ha! I delivered it. <laughs> Isn't that right, Jack? That's right. And he hasn't worked since. Well, it sounds marvelous. You know, I'm always on the lookout for things like this. In fact, I carry my antique expert with me. He's right outside. I'll call him for you, Miss Burke. Uh-oh. Right this way, sir. Greetings, freaks. Where are the antiques? Well, it's Professor Colonna. <laughs> Oh, 
dear, oh dear, I'm so glad you're here. Professor Colonna, these men want to sell me an antique ring. It's a fake. It's a fraud. It's not worth a dime. What is it? <laughs> ah, yes. Gruesome, isn't it? Well, you're an antique expert, eh? Ah, yes. In fact, a woman came into my place only yesterday. She had a Martha Washington chest with Louis XIV's leg. Freak, wasn't she? Say, who takes care of your mustache? A Japanese gardener? My good friend, we are here to talk about antiques. Forget the mustache and bring on the trash. As my great uncle said the first time he tested a Chippendale bed, quote, unquote. Oh, Professor. Oh, I feel so safe when you're around. <laughs> I remember three years ago when I wanted to buy a worthless antique for $50. You snatched the money out of my hand just in time. I know you'll get it back someday. <laughs> just a minute, folks. Nobody can mention $50 in front of me and get away with it. Well, this ring is part of the collection of antiques that my friend here imported from Russia. Stop. You're not swindling my client as easily as that. You have to work harder. Miss Burke? Yes, Kate. Don't buy any antiques from these goons until I give you the official okay. It will sound like this. Quote. Okay! Unquote. Just a minute, my hair-faced friend. You can't insult our antiques? Well, we have positive proof. You see that picture over there on the wall? That comes from our rare collection. It's a genuine oil painting of Catherine the Great, surrounded by lions and tigers. Ah, yes. Beastly, isn't it? <laughs> That's an awful picture of Catherine the Great. Can't help it. It was painted by Ivan the Terrible. You talk about antiques, I remember one time I was carrying an antique out of an old museum. I think I must have stolen it because someone was shooting at me. They shot a hole through me and another hole and another. And the wind was whistling through the hole. Help! I'm a piccolo! Tell me, Miss Burke, I can't stand in suspense any longer. Are you going to buy the ring? Yes or no? Well, Mr. Oakey, I have a surprise for you. I'm confused again. I don't know what to do. Tell me, Professor, what about my buying the ring? Will you give me your okay? Well, let me see. Uh, just a minute, Professor. We'll split it with you. Fifty, fifty. Quote. Okay! Unquote. <laughs> All I want to know. Now, Miss Burke, you can have this genuine antique ring for the small sum of $18. Oh, well, can't you make it $20? That's all I have with me. Fair enough. Here's the ring. And here's a $20 bill. Monia! Oh, thank you, boy. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, Mishka, that's the sort of stuff we've ever had. It was like taking caviar away from a herring. Oh, uh, by the way, boys, yes? when you get to Alcatraz, tell my uncle to stay out of draft. He's so susceptible to cold. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not going to Alcatraz. Oh, oh that's what you think. Wait till you try to cash that $20 bill. My uncle made it. Don't! And now, ladies and gentlemen, Betty Jane Rhodes returns to sing one of her favorite songs, What Is There to Say? It's all yours, Betty. What is there to say? And what is there to do? I've been dreaming has practically speaking come true. And home men 
Our Billy Burke, Jerry Colonna, Betty Jane Rhodes, and Jack O'Keefe for a swell golf screen guilt show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Billy Burke. Thank you, Roger. Before going, I just want to say we of the motion pictures are deeply grateful to you listeners for the way in which you have received our efforts. This is our own program, you know. Proceeds of which go to the motion picture relief fund to be used in building a home for the members of the industry who are no longer able to provide for themselves. Thank you so much for your interest. Thank you, Billy. Our thanks also to the Gulf Oil Companies for making these programs possible. Good night, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, same time, same station, the good golf leader in your neighborhood joins the Gulf Oil Companies in welcoming you to another Screen Guild show with Bob Benchley, Constance Bennett, Errol Flynn, the King Sisters, Gertrude Neeson, and Maxie Rosenblum. We are grateful to MGM for Billy Burke, who has just completed The Wizard of Oz. Misha Auer is currently appearing in the Universal production East Side of Heaven, and Jerry Colonna appears for the courtesy of the Pepsodent program. John Conti speaking for the Gulf Oil Companies. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.